Okay. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And Father, we thank you that you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us. And Lord, we thank, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I was going to talk today on a message that the Lord gave me a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> what it means to be as sons of God, as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. But Friday I was sitting over here and I started reading. I kind of get sidetracked sometimes when I'm studying and I'll start reading somewhere and I don't know where to quit. And I wind up reading chapter 12 of uh, chapter 11 of uh, John 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. <clears throat> and it was, God has given us a word for this. It's This word's been with us for years. We just call it a different thing. But the, the word for this year is union. Union. And see, that's what Jesus did for us. When Jesus went to the cross, he went there with us. It was our place on that cross. When it says God made him to be sin for us, Jesus became union with us in our sin so that we might be made union with him in the righteousness of God. We cannot get out of that union with him. And one of the things he was speaking to my heart is I want to talk to you today about is the union of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. How the union they have. So when we talk about being led of the Spirit, you're not just thinking Holy Spirit. Because when you think of being led by the Spirit, you're being led of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because he says God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are three in union with one, and they, you can't separate them. You can't separate the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and why some people say, well, we, we believe in the Father, and we believe in Jesus, but we're going to leave that Holy Spirit alone. So you can't do that. You know, actually... You know, when Jesus said there in, John, in Matthew chapter 12, he said, you can say whatever you want to against me and I'll forgive you. But if you speak against the Holy Ghost, it will not be forgiven you. Not in this world nor the world to come. That's one of the scariest verses in the Bible, as far as I'm concerned. Because what, what he's saying is the Holy Spirit is the most sensitive of the three. He can be grieved, right? He can be resisted. And... And that's why he said, and, and I heard, I think it was Derek Prince said, the Holy Spirit is the feminine side of God. That's why Jesus and the Father is so protective of the Holy Spirit. And so there's something there. But the thing about it is there are three in one, and when you speak of one, you speak of all. That's who it is. So when you're led of the Spirit, you're going to be led of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So I want to start. Uh, where do I start? You know, and Jesus said, I'm just going to go back. We may read a lot of scriptures today, but just stay with me because I'm laying the groundwork for this next week. And John chapter 12, verse 44, Jesus said, He that believeth on me, believe not on me, but on him that sent me. Do you see the union? And every time we get there and I say union, say union. I don't want you to forget that word. Because when Jesus went down into the grave, he took the family of Adam with him, all of us. Right? When he arose, we arose in union with him in a new family. And we're in union with him. And we always will be. And I'm going to show you some things in a minute that's a little different. 
He says, he that seeth me sees not me, but him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. If any man hear my words and believe them not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejects me and re- rejects not my and, and receives not my words hath one that judge him. The word that I have spoken to you, the same will judge him. For I have not spoken of myself. See the union? When Jesus spoke, he wasn't speaking in his own behalf. He was speaking for the Father that sent me. He gave me the commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is what? Life everlasting. So what is God speaking? Life. He's not speaking death. He's speaking life. The words of life. Whatever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said to me, so I speak. Now, Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, and it's a Passover time. And you remember he said, with desire, have I desired to eat this last supper with you? And in verse 2 there it says, supper being ended, the devil now having put in the heart of Judas to betray him. And so we see that Jesus rose up, and he got a towel, and he washed the disciples' feet. And he said, do you know what I've done to you? And he said, you're going to know later. And he says, the servant's not greater than the Lord. He said, I didn't come to be ministered to, but to minister and to give my life a ransom for many. And he says, verse 13, you call me Master Lord, and you say, well, for I am. If I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I've done. Verily I say unto you, the servant is not greater than the Lord, neither is he that sent greater than he that sent him. Union. Say union. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. I speak not of y'all. I know who I have chosen. But the scripture may be fulfilled. He eateth bread with me, has lifted up his heels against me. Now I tell you before it come to pass, that when it come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily I say unto you, he that receives whomsoever I send receives me. Say union. And he that receives me receives him that sent me. I want to tell you something. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in union. But the same way as they're in union, we're in union with one another. And you can't get out of that. We are the body of Christ, members one of another, and we're his body. We're in union. (coughs) We're not going to be in union. We already are. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. All right. And we go down and, and you see here, I want to go on down uh, when uh, Satan entered into him, he betrayed him. <clears throat> Verse 34. A new commandment give unto you that you do what? Love one another as I have loved you. Now that word commandment is not one of the old law commandments. This is, this is his heart. This is the words he said. This is his uh, uh, a commandment to us that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. And by this will all men know you're my disciples. How? If you love one another. You know, a while ago, Janet was talking, and I, I don't know, I think I said it to Mike. But you know what he said, and I, I made the statement, go into the world and preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. See, the thing is, he didn't say go witness. He said go be a witness. When you be a witness, you'll get a chance to be a witness and, say, and to do a witness. You see what I'm saying? And, and we're in union with him. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 36, Peter said to him, where do you go, Jesus? He said, where I go, you can't follow me now, but you will follow me afterwards. Peter said, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my soul, that word life, soul, mind, will, and emotion for your sake. Did he lay down his mind, will, and emotion? No, he run fear, fear of rejection, fear of being killed, and everything else, fear. Jesus said, will you lay down your soul for my sake? 
Verily I say unto you, the cock shall not crow until you've denied me thrice. And now in this same, forget the chapter break here. We're not starting a whole new thing. Jesus is telling him he's getting ready to leave. And then he says, let not your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be filled with anxiety. You believe into God. That word in is into. You believe into God. Believe also into me. In my father's house, in the Greek, that word's family. It could be kingdom. In his dwelling. In my father's presence, there's what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. He said, in my father's family are many resting places. Rooms. See, we, we've put heaven, we've put all of this stuff on heaven someday. I'm not discrediting that. Most of the time you go to a funeral and you, they hear the, you hear this verse read. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, won't you see where he's going? He's heading to the cross, isn't he? And what's fixing to happen when he goes to the cross? He's fixing to be crucified. He's fixing to die, but he's fixing to rise again, and we're going to rise with him. Now, catch this. And if I go and prepare a place, think about the cross, not heaven. I will come again and receive you unto myself. Come on now. I'm coming back to receive you to myself. That where I am, there you'll be also. Not 2,000, 5,000 years from the time he went and he's sitting in heaven. Someday he's going to come back. No. He's talking about right then. He's talking about right then. And he says, whither I go, you know the way. Thomas said, Lord, we know not whither you go. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and what? The life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If he had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from hence you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father that suffices. Jesus said, have I been so long with you, Philip, and yet have you not known me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Say union. How says there, show us the Father? Believe there not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father dwelling in me in union does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. Else believe for the work's sake. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than he shall he do, because I go unto the Father. And why do we do greater works? Because we're living by the life of another. We're in union with him. You're never alone. Look at this. He said, whatsoever you ask in my name, I, I will do that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask, that's the word in Greek, the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you someday. Forever. That word is into eternity. He's going to come into you forever. The comforter. <clears throat> Even the spirit of truth. That the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, knoweth him not. But you know him, for he dwells with you. Jesus is saying, I'm with you, but I'm fixing to be in you. Did you catch it? I will not leave you comfortless. 
He just got through saying he's going to send you another one. And then he said, I will not leave you comfortably. Say union. I will come to you. Who's coming to you? He said the Holy Spirit's coming to you. But who's coming to you? Jesus in the form of the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans. Is that word comfortless? I will come to you. Yet a little while the world seeth me no more. But you see me because I live. You live also. When you die and go to heaven. Absolutely not. He was talking to them about right now. Soon as I get this behind me, I'm coming back. For a small moment have you been forsaken, Isaiah 54, but with great mercies will I gather you. And at that day you should know that I am in the Father, you in me, and I in you. Say union. We have been placed in union with him, and you're not going to get out of it. And it's not someday, it's now. You're in union with him now. He that hath my commandments and keepeth him, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and we will love him and manifest to him. What does 1 Corinthians 6 say? Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body belongs to God. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. So glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. Judas said, not as scary, Lord, how is it you will manifest unto us and not to the world? Jesus said to them, if a man love me, he will keep my words and the Father will love him and we will come into him and make our abode with him. Is that in heaven? No, that's now. He's talking about his coming. He that loveth me not keeps not my sins and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Union. These things I've spoken to you being yet present, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things whatsoever I said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled or agitated. Neither let it be afraid. You have heard that I've said I go away and I come again unto you. You think there was a little confused? I'm going away and I'm coming again. And he says, if you love me, you would rejoice because I said I go to the Father for the Father is greater than I. There's the union. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. As the Father gave me commandments, even so I do arise. Let us go. And then he says, let's continue on. I'm the vine. I'm the true vine. And my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit. I was telling Steve this morning. If you're in him, he's not going to cut you off. This Greek word here does not mean, and some of your versions may say he, ta- he breaks it off. No, this thing says here, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he lifts it up out of the dirt and shakes it off. So it will bring forth more fruit. That Greek word is to lift up, not cut off. Did you get it? Did you get it? It means to, to lift, to lift up. And he says, in every branch in me that beareth fruit, he purges it. That means he cleanses it by the washing of the water, by the word, that it bring forth more fruit. Then he said, now you're clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Come on. Abide. That means to remain there in me, in I and you. Why? Because you can't get out of me. 
Remain in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the branch, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth not in, in me, see, you're either in him or you're not. There's a lot of people that's not abiding in him because they're not in him. You with me? He said, if you're not in me, he says, uh, he that abideth me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withers, and men gather him and cast him in the fire. What did he say about the tares and the wheat? He said, at the harvest, what's he going to do? Go separate the tares and the wheat, and the angel's going to come burn up the wheat, burn up the tares, and then shall the kingdom of my Father shine. Now, we're always talking about getting out of here and going to heaven. But somehow he's talking about taking everything out that offends in this kingdom. And we're going to stay here in Psalms 16. And it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But he said he's made heaven for God and he's made earth for men. We're going to come back here for a thousand years. So don't get too adjusted to your streets of gold up there. You ain't going to stay there long. You're coming back here. And not only when you get through here, this earth is going to be destroyed. The heaven and earth is going to be exchanged into a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness, and he's going to come and live with us forever. So don't get too attached to heaven. Say union. Amen. Now, where did I get to? All right. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask what you will and it will be done unto you. Here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Listen. So shall you be my disciple. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. In that union, we love him because he what? First loved us. What is all this saying? That the Holy Ghost has come to shed the love of God abroad in their hearts. Second Corinthians 5.14, he says, The love of God keeps me from flying apart because we judge this. That if one died for all of us, and we were in union with him, therefore all died. That those that live should no longer live for themselves, but for him that died and rose again. Therefore, we know no man after the flesh. We knew Christ that way once, but we don't know him that way anymore. Because if any man is in union with him, he is a new creation. Old things are gone, and all things have been exchanged and made new. And we have been given the ministry of exchange. Reconciliation is the word exchange. Why? To go and tell the world to be exchanged to God. Change doesn't work. Exchange does. Religion tries to get you to change, but it can never make you change. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. And if I kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Just stay there. <clears throat> These have, things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Now, you cannot do that until God gives you a new heart. Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. I'll give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit within you. I'll take away the stony heart of flesh and of stone. I'll give you a heart of flesh. The only way you could love the way God loves is to have the heart, the new heart God gives us. And it's a heart of love. Jeremiah 24, 7. This is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his soul. When it says life, that's soul. Mind, will, and emotion. 
for his friends. For you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. What did he command you? To love one another. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant does not know what his Lord does. But I have called you friends. For all things I have made known to my Father, I have made known unto you. I have, you have not chosen me. Golly, Marion, did you see that? You didn't choose me. I chose you. And I ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hates you, you knew it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you're not of the world and I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they'll persecute you. If they have kept my sins, they'll keep keep yours. Why? Because you're in union. Wow. All things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they have not known him that sent me. If I have not come and spoken to them, they had no sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hates me hates the Father also. Say union. If I had not done among them the works that none other did, they had no place, had, had not sinned. But now they have both seen and hated both me and the Father. as the union. But this come to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a call, cause. But when the Comforter, say Comforter, is come, and I will send him unto you from the Father. Where is he coming from? The Father. It's expedient that I go to the Father because the Father is going to send his Spirit back now you can't separate the father the son and the holy ghost it says that when god created the heavens and the earth and it says that god breathed on it and this says the spirit of god moved upon the deep is that what it says but you go to john chapter one hebrews chapter one you see that it says that jesus was the word and the word was made flesh he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by the Word, and without the Word was not anything made. And Jesus is the Word. So you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost all creating things. Give me an amen. Yes. You can't separate the three. Don't even try. You got the Father, you got the Son, and you got the Holy Ghost all living within you because look what Jesus said. You know, He said, we are going to come and make our abode. Through the Holy Spirit. Okay. Where did I get to? Uh, But the comforter is come. I will send from the Father. Even the Spirit of truth. What is the Holy Spirit? All he can speak to you is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Say union. Union. And the Father is truth. Oh, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father. I wish I could find that where I wrote that down. I'm sorry. I just, I just get caught up here. But one of the things, uh, let me see if I can find it. Can you bear with me for a minute? Lord, help me find that verse in the, in the, in the Greek. I want to read this to you. I know it's here because I wrote it down. Well, we'll go on. I'll get it in a minute. Ah, Union. Say union. 
Jesus said in verse 16, these things, verse chapter 16, these things I've spoken to you that you should not be offended. They will put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time comes that whosoever kill you thinks that he's doing God's service. And these things will they do because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you them. And these things I said not to you at the beginning because I was with you. Uh Uh-oh. But now, say but now. I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask where I go. Because I have said these things, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. What's he telling you? It is expedient. It is It is to your advantage, that says. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will reprove or convince is the word. Think about this word, convince. He will convince the world of its sin. He will convince you of your righteousness. And he will convince you of the judgment that's already been pronounced on Satan. He will convince you of, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to the Father and you seen in me no more, <coughs> of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have many things to say, but you can't bear them. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, he comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own behalf, but whatever he will hear, that will he speak, and he'll show you things to come. See, the Father... The Son and the Holy Spirit are all one. They're all the spirit of truth. And when he says, I will come to you, Jesus, is come, he came back. He will glorify me, for he will receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Union. See that? It's a union. A little while and you shall see me. And again, a little while you shall not see me, because I go to the Father. And this said some of his disciples, what is this he say a little while? And you shall see me again a little while and you, sh- you shall not see me because I go to the Father. And what is this little while? Jesus knew that there was desires. <clears throat> and he says, a little while and you shall see me and again a little while you shall not see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament. And the world will rejoice at the cross, didn't he? But your sorrow, you will be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she has travail, has sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she delivered her child, she remembered no more the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And now ye therefore have sorrow. But I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man takes from you. <clears throat> and in that day you will ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Hitherto have you not asked anything in my name? Ask that you may receive, that your joy may be, fu- may be full. See, he came back. He came back. He left, but he came back. And he's already come back. Why is it we want to put all this stuff in the future someday when we already have, we've been made complete in him, and we have all the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus, and we are complete in him. What is that saying? Say union. We got it all now. What is it that we're going to have when he comes back that we don't already have? He said it is what? Finished. 
And see, that's the union he made with us, with him. So we see that the Father, Jesus said it, the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. You remember in the book of Acts when Ananias and Fire sold some of the land? And they came and said, we sold this land for so much, but privately in their hearts they kept back some of it for retirement. And Peter said to them, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? Is that what he said? To keep back part of this. You have not lied unto man, but you have lied to who? God. Can you separate the Holy Ghost from God? Absolutely not. And when the, John the Baptist saw Jesus come and behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus in bodily form like a dove. And the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Say union. The Holy Spirit, the Father, and Jesus was all there in union in whom I'm well pleased. See, so when we talk about being led of the Spirit, don't see Casper running around here somewhere and you're trying to follow Casper. A lot of people don't, are offended at the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he's, they don't understand him. But see, if you see, you can't separate him from the Father. You can't separate him from Jesus. They're all three and they're one. And as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. Why? Because you're in union with him. Where are you going to go to get away from him? How can you get away from him? I know I had some good stuff in here. Oh, I got two pages, huh? Oh, I know I had some good stuff in here. But you know I got it all out of here. Amen. It's good. Well, we'll get into this next week. This is introduction. Huh? I don't know what I did with that one first. It was in the it was in the Greek that I read uh oh here it is. Thank you, Jesus. In John chapter 15, 25 and 26, in the Greek New Bible, it says the helper will come, the Spirit, who reveals the truth about God and who comes from the Father. I will send him to you from the Father, and he will speak about me. Union. All right, listen again. The helper, the Spirit, who reveals the truth about God. Now, why does that bother us? Jesus said everything that, that I speak is from the Father. And everything the Holy Spirit speaks will be what I said. And I got everything I said from the Father. So we're in union together. So if the Father speaks, the Son speaks, the Holy Spirit speaks, it's all the same. The helper, the Spirit who reveals the truth about God comes, I will send to you from the Father and he will speak about me. And you too will speak about me. Why? Because you're in union with him. Because you have been with me from the very beginning. Ephesians chapter 1 says God chose us in Christ from the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You didn't choose me. I chose you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that that fruit should remain that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Ask that your joy may be full. See, he's present with us now. 
Religion has put him off somewhere so I can do my own thing until that day I go to heaven. And then then I'll be spiritual. No. He's made us in union with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost now. And what does that mean? As many as are led by the Spirit, I'll just say this. You know what that word led means? It's not a little thing I can decide whether I want to be led or not. It's like putting a noose on a dog and taking him for a walk. It has the implications that if you don't follow him, he'll drag you. (laughs) And if you're in union with him, what am I saying? Man makes his path, but God directs his steps. Come on now. So you're being led a lot more than you realize you're being led. Because if you're in union with him, where he goes, I'll follow. (laughs) What he feeds me, I'll swallow. (laughs) Have a drink. (laughs) Oh, that's enough. That's enough introduction. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we are in union with you. And, Lord, we're not our own. We've been bought with a price, and our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And, Lord, we are not our own to make our decisions about what we want to do or what we don't want to do. And, Lord, we just ask you to help us to go into this world. We know it's the last times. And, Lord, let us be the witness we need to be because we are living our life by the life of another and by the faith of another, by the strength of another. Everything we have is what we've got from you, and we have nothing apart from you. So, Lord, we just ask you to guide us and direct us and lead us in the path we should go. And, Lord, we thank you for the peace that passes all understanding and the rest that we have knowing that what? In you we have all the fullness of the Godhead. And we are complete now in spirit, soul, and body. And you've given us a new spirit. You've given us a new soul, mind, will, and emotion. And, Lord, your Holy Spirit is quickening our mortal bodies because this body is not ours. It's yours. You bought it with a price, and we want to glorify you with it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You're dismissed.